is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the not-so-foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I have just consumed a Frosty from Wendy's. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. Oh, a 50-cent Frosty. Living large there, Tim. Uh, from the beautiful, always sunny, question mark, Hood River, Oregon, I'm Andrew Hoffman. It's like a native ad or something, man. It's like we planned it. I, I didn't. I didn't know that you would immediately know why. So, yeah, uh, the the relatively local Wendy's over in the Dalles has been shut down and turned into a pot shop. So, it's a no, natural, natural progression of things here in the Northwest. <laughs> no Wendy's nearby. Well. I uh, my wife had mentioned loving Frosties about a week or two ago, and then I saw an ad for fifty cents. So on the way home, I thought, why not? I've worked ten hours today. I deserve two Frosties for a dollar ten. Oh yeah, because of the sales tax. But oh yeah, where where a dollar is not really a dollar. That's correct. Well, they're <laughs> they're in the they're in uh, in uh, in socialism central where they don't even tax. Any of your sales tax, they just tax your income. I guess it's things are better. Uh, no. How's, no. That, how's that pot shop tax, by the way? You should go in there and ask how much they're taxed. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I bet there's no no sales tax there. But maybe there is. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's no specific sales tax, but I know there, you know, is a there are huge taxes on the the legal marijuana sales. That's how they're raking in the, the bucks. So we were gone for a little bit. Uh, I was in Chicago for a week, and then the following week was just kind of busy. We both had trouble getting in touch, and now uh, here we are, finally catching up, podcasting from the uh, not-so-foggy forest outside in my garage, where apparently, we- apparently I'm told it, I, it's more like an uh, NPR studio. <laughs> Did we miss two weeks or three weeks? It could have been three. I think it might have been three, actually. I think it was three, yeah. So, Sorry, people. Yep, sorry about that. But we're back to it, and here we go. Peace in the Korean Peninsula. What is happening? Hey. I was, I was told there would be war. Well, you, you know, you might get some more still, Tim. But I was told there would be war in the Korean Peninsula. Oh yeah, yeah. That many, still could happen, but you many know. people have told me war on the Korean Peninsula. You were told that the orange clown was gonna start a a war with his Twitter account. It's because he's got he's got a small <laughs> button. He's got a small <laughs> button compared to the big red button syndrome, and he has to something 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 Stormy Daniels something something. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pre-Stormy Daniels, you know. But uh, no, it's definitely good news. Um, you know, so, we'll see what 
Re- see what comes of it. What's, it where's, our, where's our short list? Repatriating Apple's money and many large uh, corporations' money back into the U.S. instead of in offshore accounts. Peace in the Korean Peninsula. Five ISIS leaders arrested. What, what am I missing? Tore, uh, tore up the Iran deal. Yeah, which... Tax break yeah. for everybody. Not so sure that's a good thing. But, I don't uh, think so either. But tax break for everybody? I mean... Yeah. We're, we're, he's actually doing things. Whether or not... He's actually doing things. Yeah, we've... We're... Uh, it is amazing with record tax revenues how the federal government's still burning through half a trillion, you know, like half a trillion a quarter or whatever it is. Uh, well, that's because he's not a true conservative and we're not actually conserving our money from going overseas and fi- the, fighting in all these wars. Yeah, the the compromise is, okay, okay, we'll spend a bunch of money on social programs, but we'll really raise our military spending, not just raising it a little bit, and we'll cut taxes uh, rather than just uh, really raising money on social programs and only somewhat raising spending on military. But we'll definitely, you know, spend way more than we're taking, ever possibly going to take in in tax revenue. So Definitely not a uh, Valhalla by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> However, um... He is getting things done, so yeah. um, I, I'm not a, a supporter of his by any means, but it's interesting to watch him actually accomplish things he set out to accomplish, yeah. and people losing their minds, something, 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 Stormy Daniels. Or uh, are the, uh, you know, the Jerusalem deal. Right. So, What's your thoughts on the Jerusalem deal? Let's make sure to alienate everybody before we yeah. get too far into this podcast. <laughs> I was just going to say, like... Um, it's just you and me. This whole podcast, man, I'm going to take the pressure <laughs> off. This whole podcast, really, is just you and me. Just, right. just us talking. I mean, there's some people that listen, and they've been listening, and they tune in for just that. Just you and me. We never cater... Or, or change, you know, to what we're thinking, to what you know what people may think out there. I mean, we do that. We definitely listen. We're we're more than open to different opinions, but it, you know, overall, it's just you and me talking. Um, well, I was just flashing through my mind was uh, Chris White and his, you know, alternative media dominance turned retirement within like three months of, you know talking about the Antichrist coming from Israel. (laughs) Hey, I'm not looking for alternative media dominance, but uh, (laughs) that's interesting to think. My wife's wife's staring at me, wondering why I'm in the garage. Say hello. This is the voice of the podcast. (laughs) In the garage because the refrigerator is running and there's birds outside singing and it's all really loud. But the windows were open. And... Do you want to say hello to the folks at home? Voice hello, of, folks at home. Voice of the podcast. Could, could you hear any of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I, I meant to say this off air, Andrew, but I don't really plan to do a lot more editing in the future. So try not to say okay. things that you don't want broadcast. 
Oh, you know, I always assume you're going to stick those in anyway, so. <laughs> I wait no till change the, for me. Wait till the off-air stuff, and then I throw it all in there. But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Antichrist is from Israel, and I'm retired. <laughs> that's the end of it. Have you ever had this issue where your mate steals your covers? <laughs> what you can do is get a cover clamp. Yeah, yeah. Coverclamp.com. Hey, because I, I have zero contact with Chris White anymore. Correct. I see Connie White's posts on Facebook, okay. Chris's wife. And she um, she does, like, this cool art thing, like collage art. Okay. Like collage uh, creating a new, usually, like, wildlife-type picture. Mm-hmm. Pretty talented, yeah. And apparently has some spare time not spent absorbing screens. Yes, I believe that is both what both <laughs> of them are doing with their spare time not absorbing screens. Uh, speaking of her, the voice of the podcast happened to just walk away, but I believe she is the last one to speak with her. So I don't know what's going on over there either. Except uh, I think that uh, what you. The aforementioned not absorbing screens thing is happening in a big way. Yeah. So, good for them. Well, meanwhile, just, here we are. So, two screens in my garage, like a crazy person. Wife coming out confused. <laughs> the, so the the Jerusalem thing. I I have one uh, kind of side question. Okay. So. If you are, um, I don't know what Facebook would classify, maybe like uh, genius liberal. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the Facebook classification. Uh, so you're you're very worried about climate change, um, and you also hate Israel, right? That should be the combo. Sure. So how are you feeling about the burning tires? project going on i don't know brains 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 are exploding do you just blame it all on israel like even though they're not the ones burning the tires right right um you know this is something that i kind of wholeheartedly agree with dr future on and that's it's not a good position if you look throughout the history of the bible to be the one who is trying to uh Protect, substitute for God protect Israel from its allies or protect Israel from its enemies or you know keeping you know staying in between Israel and God uh, not, a, not a good position to be in never really worked out for any countries in the Old Testament no no so, not so much you know not so much a good idea to attack Israel no Definitely not. Don't attack Israel. <laughs> but uh, you're, but don't, also, assume, don't assume you're don't on the other at, side of the coin uh, being their uh, Egyptian uh, protector there. There you go. There you go. Weird position to be in. Probably one of the worst positions for America to be in. Um, I'm agreeing with some of the stuff that's going down politically, not others. I guess we're back in Iraq, Iraq now, although we never left. We're back in Afghanistan now. Opium production is up. Opioid crisis still at epidemic levels. Homelessness. You got any homelessness down there? You live in a pretty idyllic setting. I also, you know, used to live in idyllic 
setting now in like a half a town over. Um, don't have to deal with it too much, but starting to see more and more of the homelessness. There's, well, so it's not like uh, walking down the street, dodging needles and feces level. So not San it's, Francisco. It's, right. Okay. It's like uh, uh, people with cardboard signs at the off-ramps yeah. yeah. coming off the freeway. That's what I'm dealing with, too, out here in the suburbs. But further into Seattle, it can get uh, a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that is kind of interesting to track as well. It's Nobody cares. Nobody really seems to be doing anything. You know, I see Facebook posts about how we're going to get rid of the homeless people. Um, it's it's uh, it's a disturbing trend. Um, I think Eugene is the, rated the number one place for homeless people to live, and then uh, followed up by Seattle. Like I think we we we've, mm-hmm. we've seen a few lists that way. So uh, uh, the weather's not ideal either place. I always thought San Diego would be the place. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we got but, somebody from San Diego that'll write in and tell us the same things going on down there. But it's yeah. uh, it's very sad. Very sad. You know, these coastal cities, supposedly the mecca of all this wealth here with Amazon and everything else. And guess what? And guess what? Uh, let's raise the minimum wage and, and make sure real estate prices go through the roof and see what happens. Well, somebody's got to pull your rickshaw, right, Andrew? <laughs> Well, there's. I'll tell you what. There are a lot of job ads for service jobs right now. Ah, this is no, something. This no, is something I've nobody been saving. can find employees. This is something I've been saving to talk to you about. Had a customer uh, come in the store a few weeks ago, looking at a car. He was a carpenter, like hammer and nails, works with wood. Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Take it just a just a wild guess at his hourly wage. 95. You are not too far off. 58.65 is his oh, wow. hourly wage and uh he actually made time and a half after I saw him because he went in on a Saturday for 6 hours. So at 58.65 he was making close to what 70 80 dollars an hour. Yeah. Actually yeah, in the mid 80s. Yeah, more like 80 90 dollars an hour. For 6 hours, you know, and then went home. And that's what it is daily for him. He works in a union, which, you know, I guess has its perks and its benefits. But to your point, skilled laborers, not a lot of them out there. College kids, uh, kids with college degrees and tons of student loan debt. All kinds of those people. Oh, lots of them. Who can't get jobs. Yeah. The only jobs can't even like pay your student loans, much less actual food and rent. I've, I've helped attorneys. Who make sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year? Yeah, and they're they're you know cruising around with three, three four hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, kind of crazy. Sometimes I look at my son, I just think you're going to be a crane operator. You like yeah. you, you still like trucks? You got that book of trucks? He's obsessed with the garbage truck at this point. He, oh, cool. oh he runs out he wants to wave at them he starts scree- squealing the the arm comes out grabs the, ba- the the can and shakes it it's weird man you know I never my wife and I never ever would have even looked twice at a garbage man 
But when you see things through a newborn's eyes or, you know, for yeah. 18-month-old's eyes, all of a sudden you start to appreciate certain things. And now it's, a, you know, Friday mornings are a big day. You know, the garbage truck comes and we all look out the window. He's taken to waving to us. So, You know those uh, those uh, imaginary gender differences that don't exist? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, please, so continue. So I, I actually uh, have tried on multiple occasions to... Like, hey, look at the garbage truck. Look at that thing to my daughter. And no interest whatsoever. She won't even watch it. <laughs> just total it's totally nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. That's why just... that's why he brings his book full of trucks over. <laughs> he brings his book full of trucks over. He sits on the floor. He sits down with a book full of trucks. He flips to page three, finds the garbage truck. Out of I don't know, there's gotta be fifty trucks in there, and points it out. And then points at the front door. And then points at it. Yeah. Points at the front door. <laughs> Must be one of those imaginary gender yeah. differences. Yeah. So the professors teaching those future uh, service employees are are so right on this one. <laughs> those future service employees with their student loan debts. Yeah. For gender studies. Hey, I, hey! Those who live in glass ho- glass houses, Andrew, over here, hey. with, over here with your English degree, my graphic yep. design degree. Don't both, forget my philosophy minor. <laughs> both working jobs that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the the skilled jobs are not a bad way to go at this point. If you just stick with it, make a plan, and go in a direction, you know that's. It's not a bad way to go, especially if you can get in yeah. on a union or something like this. Good quality of life. They work amazing hours. I mean, they do sometimes work long hours, but those hours start so early. They're like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, 8 o'clock, I remember in construction world time, 8 o'clock was like, you know, you'd already had two cups of coffee and done an hour's worth of work by then. Yeah. Now it's yeah. now it's uh, not so much that way. But anyway, so that's just something to well, keep in mind. Well, it is that way if you're doing construction in like Texas or Arizona where it's going to be 100 mm-hmm. degrees at, mm-hmm. at noon, you want to yeah. start early. Oh, absolutely. So. And uh, anyway, that's just something that you have kind of you know latched on to and I'm starting to see more of it. And I see a lot of people you know, every day and get to talk to them about what they do and how much they make and all this sort of stuff. And it's something that this show needs to continue to point out, the lack of skilled service, like skilled laborers, skilled mm-hmm. tradesmen, and yep. how much they actually get paid. I've told this story before, crane operators and maintenance mechanics on cranes starting about 100 grand a year salary. Yeah, uh, electricians, there's oh, a yes. huge need for electricians, and they, they get paid well. I, I, I had an electrical problem here in the house, had to call around a few places, numerous people said, you know, I, I'd love to help you, but I'm, you know, four weeks out, a, a month right. out, two months out. I just can't yeah. help you. I just can't help you. you. You eventually have to go with the non-union, non, you know, I don't even know if they're insured or bonded or what they are. And you start, it got to the point where I called so many of them that one guy was like available that day. I was like, uh, <laughs> so like, do you have your own tools and everything? <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> did he was it a positive experience? It actually he... was, yeah. He came over and it was super simple. He opened up one box and said, Oh, yeah, this is this is this, you know, connect these two. And you know, this got grounded out over time and connected it all. And he goes, 
not only is this going to work and everything should work now, but your doorbell never worked, right? And I was like, actually, no, it did not. He goes, go check it out. And it worked. So we're, oh, wow. we were happy. The whole Bonus. thing, yeah, the whole thing was <laughs> less than a hundred bucks and just him just coming out and saying, yeah, this is all it is. So got Okay. Lucky. Well, less than a hundred bucks for how much work? Uh, seriously? Like, like, uh, like so what do you 15 mean? 15 minutes? Uh, less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Like he drove here, <laughs> he got out of the car, he came in. He was probably here, total of thirty minutes. Probably fixing that wire, five of those minutes, five or ten. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's eighty bucks. Thank you. You know, it, and I, w- I was so like the idealistic student too. Right. Like you know, I want to study things I'm interested in and care about and make the world a better place. And it, the sad reality is you're probably still going to end up in a soul-sucking job either yep. way. So it might as well be a soul-sucking job where you get a little exercise and can see work accomplished yeah. and make a decent living. Yeah. Amen. So. Yeah, my hours are not great, and I don't actually see work accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, it'd be nice to go back to... I mean, I got out of grant. It's weird. I wasn't an idealistic student at all. I hated school and was never good at it ever but um i i was doing granite countertops and then the crash happened in 2008 and i just thought you know i got to get out of the blue collar jobs they're full of these guys that are you know tough guys and they want to fight each other and then if the mm. the market tanks then you know all the everybody's out of work and i just got to get out of this it doesn't seem to be any old granite countertop guys and uh that was my kind of motivation and you know went decided to rack up you know, 20 grand in student loan debts. Woo! And not proceed to not get a job <laughs> doing the thing I wanted to try to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I could have stayed, I guess I could have stayed with it. Well, you, it's not entirely that you didn't, uh, you got work. Yeah, I got work. I figured it out. And I, I do but have the, some skill. Well, yeah, but with, uh, graphic design, you're competing against some dude in India who will uh, do it for 99 cents or $99. <laughs> so, uh, someone I work with has a, has a side business. They opened up an escape room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we were talking about this. He's like, yeah, did you see my logo? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, guess how much that costs? I'm like, I don't know, uh, probably pretty cheap. He's like, five bucks. And they they sent it to, they sent five different versions to me and asked which one I like best and then made adjustments off of that one. <laughs> All for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm the lo- small local guy trying to go around and talk to other small local guys about the importance of getting their design done by somebody who knows the culture in the area and everybody's just like ah i could just get it done at logos.com or you know, whatever yep. just send it off and they all that's what they do they send it off and it comes back from india and there it is yep. so, so it was a bad it was a bad decision to get into that although it was good to be able to make websites and you know do stuff like this now we have a super fancy website that is all text and doesn't have any of our archives <laughs> from over an, a year and a half ago so, you know, I'm putting it all to good use. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, 
Should we do a story? We've both been uh, rambling on, haven't spoken to each other in a couple of weeks, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. What should we start with? Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay. This is just a, it's a super quick one. Are you ready? The You Consent app. Did you see this thing? This was a joke. This was literally a joke that I think we played. It was maybe a uh, a Saturday Night Live or something like that that said, said things were headed in this direction. But the You Consent app helps partners consent to hooking up. Mm. New app that enables partners to create consent agreements before engaging in sex. The process involves making a contract and getting your smartphones to agree to the terms. The process seems clunky, could use some more problems than you'd expect. But with the Me Too movement, Bill Cosby's convictions, and the allegations surrounding Harvey Weinstein, sexual uh, consent is on people's minds more now than ever. It was only a matter of time before you say, there's an app for that, when it comes to sexual consent. And here it is, you consent. A smartphone app for Android and iOS devices. The purpose of YouConsent is to allow two people to create a non-binding agreement to engage in some sort of sexual activity together. Once the agreement is verified, users will have device-specific location tracked agreement that is stored anonymously in the cloud. Anonymously. Yeah. <laughs> Ten best apps for hooking up and getting laid. We'll skip all that crap. But I, I thought this was something to mention. This is kind of the, in the culture of, you know free sex and sleeping around and who cares about marriage you just do whatever you want all this me too stuff there's actually a backlash and this almost sounds i mean this is like a not the onion story right you actually you know actually have to consent to uh to being able to to do anything sexually which is i don't know it's in, in some ways i could see some positive aspects to it in other ways it's just a bad signpost down the direction of our postmodern society yeah Speaking of uh, online dating, did you hear about that uh, woman in Arizona? I did not. So, um, she's, she went on uh, one date with the guy that she met online. Got it. And uh, I'll just read the story. Uh, what started as a potential relationship on a dating site ended in a stalking nightmare for one Paradise Valley man. Paradise Valley Police say the victim met 31-year-old Jacqueline Claire Aids of <laughs> anyone with the last name of Aids, I'd stay away, of Phoenix Online and went on a date with her. But things quickly went awry. After that date, police say Aids began texting the man constantly, sending him more than, guess the number, how many text messages? Take a guess, Tim. Two ten. Two like uh, two hundred ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, care to revise that estimate upwards? <laughs> Over what period? <laughs> um, let's see. I think several weeks. Several weeks. Yeah. Four eighty. No, no, no. It's it's way higher than that. It's like seven sixty. Sixty-five thousand. Oh. <laughs> <messages. laughs> that is absurd. Oh my gosh! Do you have what? How do you not uh, block a person by then? There's a. I mean, so, do people not understand how the phone works? If somebody sends you sixty-five thousand messages, you just block that. That's the end of that. Uh, well, here's where some of them. Um, don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. 
I don't want to be a murderer. I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. I'm like the new Hitler. Man was a genius. I'd wear your fascia on top of your skull and your hands and feet. Okay, oh, okay, okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's listeners in this audience of 15 people that listen to this show who have met online. So is your whole point about this cr- super creepy once in a lifetime story that we shouldn't date online? No, no. I I met my wife online. Okay, all right. Just making sure. But uh, so you know, it obviously does, does he kinda... complained. Right. All right. Right. Um, when the police. Uh, Oh, and he, she also came into his house while he wasn't at home. Oh, when the police went and checked up on her, she had um, a large butcher knife in the passenger seat of her car oh at, the, at the time when she went to his house. So, um, Cool. She, she says now, though, that she did not want to hurt the victim because she loved him and says she threatened him because she did not want him to leave. Um. I'm sure there's no uh, no psychiatric drugs involved in this case, right? Oh, none at all. Yeah, none at all. Well, this <laughs> this does this is another thing that we talk about in this on, on this podcast, which is the over socialization and by result desocialization in real relationships. <laughs> Guess what the uh, the first comment on the story is? Overly attached girlfriend meme. No. Uh, she's cute. He should go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Says an incel. Oh, we're gonna tie it all together. So we get get into the old. Uh, we, we talked about yeah. incels in the last show, didn't we? Uh, uh, it's, I, it's I become don't a whole thing. NPR is talking about incels now. It's a real thing. Oh. We gotta we gotta talk about it. You must be afraid of them. Incels. That's what the messaging is. Yes, yes, you must be afraid of them. But, but uh, I would say the actual, you know, like incel uh, tends to be more on the atheist side. But the media is trying to conflate it all into like uh, Christian identity movement. Are you serious? So, I, I haven't even heard yeah. that. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of merge it all together. Hmm. So if, if you're white and uh, heterosexual and single, I guess you're like automatically guilty. So. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. I'm about to pick another one. If you don't go. Hey. Uh, Actually, you just well, I've went. got a I got a I've got a question for you. you. Just went. I'm ready. Uh, well, that was, didn't count. It was just right, a follow okay, up. Okay. To, you know, I didn't even have that one in the folder. I know. I'm just... looking. I'm like scrambling through the folder. I'm like, this guy's reading a story outside the folder. Yeah. Uh, do you sell any driverless cars? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. They, how, they don't. How, however, <clears throat> they're that, not like available for retail sale, are they? Not at all. No. Uh, but Jaguar did make a. Uh, a deal with Waymo, which is an arm of Google. They're going to sell all of the cars to them to to set up driverless cars. Mm. So I am going to be on the front lines in a lot of ways. It's going to be one of the second 
luxury car makers or one of the top five luxury car makers to actually take on not just like autonomous driving because that's not going to be the initial launch but just electric cars luxury car brand electric cars on a massive scale Hmm. because people that love cars and you know want to invest a large amount of money into it and love to drive just really want that whole process to be taken over by a that's the thing i don't think that that algorithm i don't think that a majority of the cars that 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 we sell at our dealership will be affected by this um but i because the people who drive these cars don't mind spending money on having a really fun driving experience the non-driving thing that's a more of a younger millennial thing you know what i mean that the car market is not yet affected at least especially in like the top tier luxury car brands by the millennials trends right the younger movement Mm -hmm. in their trends but I, you know, I think that might not be the case if I worked at, say, a Honda dealership or another dealership where they actually are going to start to notice a decline in, you know, Honda sales or, you know, you know, Hyundai sales or Kia sales or Ford, you know, stuff like that. Ford, did you see uh, here? Ford's going to quit selling cars in the U.S. They're going to change the focus to a crossover SUV. They're going to continue to sell the Mustang, but that's it. Those are your two. Cars. Everything else is trucks. Huh? Fusion is out. Uh, Taurus is out. There will be no more four door sedans. So, so the the fusions. I thought the fusion sold pretty well. I know? think it does, but they're going to stop production of it because the four door sedans die and everybody's going to SUVs. It's a weird time we live in. Anyway, so the, anyway, the car business is changing. Back to your well, point. Until, driverless until cars. Gas prices go back to five dollars a gallon, which it feels like we're on our way, right? Yeah. Driverless cars. I don't know. Tesla's not a driverless car. Right. It, it just has an autopilot that keeps killing people off. So, um, it's, which is actually, I think the autopilot thing where it's like, you know, oh, it's on autopilot, but you can't really trust it. You got to be paying attention. That's, you got the worst of both worlds. So you're like, uh, I can't really trust this thing, but I'm not really paying attention either because it it seems to work most of the time. Right, but you're supposed to have your hands on the wheel, right? As as it goes, but you're right. The worst of both worlds is you know if you're going to have it, you might as well take your hands off the wheel and just lay back uh, and trust it. If you're going to trust it that way, you can at least capitalize on having the downtime. But instead, you still have to watch it and and have your hands which if you're going to be watching and paying attention you might as well be driving and you're going to react (laughs) faster anyway so anyway tesla burst into flames this happened this morning i was texting my brother because as you know we're playing our wall street game Mm. and uh short tesla he was a huge owner in it and they went up like 20 percent in the last month all the stocks uh went up like tesla did yes they 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 went down after the first violent crash and then they've gone nothing but up since then. Even after Elon hung up on shareholders because they had boring questions, it still continues to go up. That stock makes no sense, my friend. No, that makes and remem- no sense. And remember, I'm the guy who hates them the most because they want to get rid of dealerships and they think that uh, and they lose money on every single car if it wasn't for all the government kickbacks they got from them. Uh, but this happened earlier today. A Tesla burst into flames after violent crash in Switzerland killing a driver trapped inside. When it rains, it pours, or in the case of Tesla, it bursts into flames. In the same week in which Tesla Model S erupted in flames after a horrific crash in Fort Lauderdale, 
fatally trapping two teenagers who died inside, while a second Model S rammed a stopped Salt Lake City fire truck at 60 miles an hour, mercifully without any fatalities. The Swiss TOCH reports that yet another Tesla burst into flames after crashing on the A2 highway near the town of Bellinizona, killing a 48-year-old German driver who was trapped inside. According to the Swiss publication, the driver, a 48-year-old German motorist from Baden-Württemberg, lost control of the vehicles a few meters away from Money Centenary uh, Tunnel, crashing into the central guardrail, an accident that was remarkably similar to the October 2017 crash in Austria, in which a Model S also burned down, however, without any fatalities. The car then overturned, caught fire, and fatally trapped the driver. According to the old Facebook page of Bellinizona Fire Department, the flames once again started by the lithium battery after the crash. The fire department explains that the violent impact of lithium-ion batteries could probably have caused a phenomenon called thermal runaway, i.e. a rapid, unstoppable increase in temperature. It's unclear if the car had autopilot engaged at the time of the crash, although now that both the NTSB and NH at TSA... National Highway Transportation Safety Authority and the National Transportation Service Board are looking into last week's tragic Tesla crash, which killed two young men under similar circumstances. We are confident that the answers will be available soon. (laughs) The answer will be yes. (laughs) Yet Matthew Sherrill won't be there in the... To reveal it, as we reported yesterday, Shawal, the uh, Tesla exec who until last week had been Tesla's primary technical contact with both the NTSB and NHS, uh, NHTSA, resigned quietly and moved to Tesla's competitor, Waymo. Oh, there we go. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Commenting on his departure, we wondered if it suggests the company's troubles with government regulators may be set to escalate. Okay. <clears throat> so here's a little bit of... Uh, some, Look at that picture, though. I know that's the problem. So here we're going to talk about uh, some some. I, I'm obviously seen... biased. I work at a large retailer that sells automobiles, and so Look, this, they would be a direct competitor of me. However, Look at the there last is some, thing to burn. There are some serious problems. It looks like with these cars. I don't know if it's all electric cars or not, but <clears throat> this is not good. <laughs> these fires no. that are breaking out. I mean, this burned to the ground. You should. Everyone should go online and see these pictures. This the I'm last like, part to burn is the tires. Yeah, I mean everything Usually, in the, inside burned. You got to remember these things are glued together. The crash test ratings have been iffy at best. It's it's kind of ironic because I work for Jag and Land Rover who don't have American crash test ratings. They go by the European ones, which are more stringent. But um, my problem is not with their business model. It's with the crash tests and the crash test ratings and the crashes. What is happening when these cars crash? Who can, <clears throat> excuse me. If you get enough cars out there, there's going to be somebody who's going to run 60 miles an hour into a parked fire depart- fire truck. I mean, I don't know how that happens, but okay, I guess you're trusting your device to do it. Who cares about self-driving cars? Let's take that whole thing out of the equation. Yeah. The people that are getting these horrific accidents are dying from fire damage. Yeah. It's They're the burning le- to death the- because they... The, the leading battery. cause of death in the U.S. is auto accidents, other than like heart disease, right? And if and if you get into an accident where nowadays all of the structural stuff, I can, I can go on about this for days and days. I mean, I literally work with this every single day. Has anybody noticed that all cars look the same? 
And the reason is because the structure and rigidity tests have to be done where these cars can actually flip upside down onto their roof, slide, and not crush the occupants. If you remember in the 80s, your B-pillar, you could put your finger around it. Now it's enormous. It creates this enormous blind spot, but it's probably six inches around, but it's about as big as a tree trunk because they all have to be hit from the side really hard to make sure that they're not going to crush the occupants or hurt people inside. Crash test ratings have come so far in such a short amount of time. You buy a brand new car now and it's safer than the safest car 10 years ago. Hmm. What's happening though with these Teslas is maybe they're good with crash test ratings, but it doesn't seem if, to matter if you can't if they get break out of the into, car they before you get burned to death. It doesn't do you any good. I'm like losing my voice over here. But yeah, if it catches on fire and all that stuff in there, all that high tech plastic glued together. I think the battery's the big issue, though. No, I know. But once, but once the battery yeah. ignites, it ignites a bunch of plasticky weird materials that are literally glued together those cars are not riveted together they're glued together yeah i don't know um like i said i am definitely biased i've worked for two of the safest car manufacturers on the planet buy a jaguar not a tesla (laughs) i'm definitely not going to say that on the podcast i worked for volvo previously (laughs) you know i worked for volvo previously i've seen a lot of crash tests i've you know taken tests to study them you know there's a lot of a lot of crash tests, you know, cars have come really, really far. It was one of the reasons we got my wife a, a newer car a few years ago when my son was born. She was driving an old car, and these old cars have these really old airbags that are really hard. Mm. And you just want to make sure stuff's safe. So, I don't know. These wrecks look weird, man. That's all I can say. You can log on to the website, look at this, uh, look at this article. Yeah. These wrecks look strange. E- Elon is uh, <clears throat> between that... Uh, between the weird shareholder deal, um, and then he, he sent out a memo today saying, you know, basically throwing all their contractors under, under the bus and saying the contractors are used to working with uh, inferior car manufacturers and aren't used to their yes, he, Tesla's high standards of excellence, but they must comply by Monday. Otherwise, they will their all their contracts will be terminated. Yes. It's like... What does that even mean? All the other what do you car mean manu- comply by Monday? All the other car manufacturers are in fear. That's a constant thing he says. I obviously I'm rooting for this. I hope you know we probably have listeners from Tesla. Who knows? But I'm rooting for this company to go down. He's so arrogant and he is so reckless with what's going on. And maybe it's just because it's more publicized. Maybe there's even just as many Jaguar deaths or Jaguar deaths in the last. But it doesn't feel like it. I just I, I don't know. It's just the guy is he's 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 a little I mean, they use the term on the on the show. He's a bit unhinged. I mean, he's got a flamethrower business. He wants to launch people into Mars. He's like so full of himself at this point. Well, they've taken how many deposits on this car that they can't produce. And then, oh, yeah, you'll be taking rides in our the Tesla super speed train tunnel deal. The Tesla Model 3, they they came out with that thing and everybody put in thousand. they, They had. So many people put in $1,000 deposits, and they can't produce these cars. No. They can't. I had a customer who was going to get one, was on this list, found out it was never going to happen. He basically, you wouldn't believe this, he found the email. He found Elon's email. He basically sat down in front of a computer and just guessed at Elon's uh, email address mm. and got an email to him. 
and got bumped up in the line to get a Tesla Model 3. That's how oh, yeah. hard it is to get one of these things that everybody, you know, all the tech people in the whole country, oh, ooh, Elon, take my money, Elon, here's a thousand dollars. There's one guy at my dealership who did it. It was two, three years ago. I, every now and then I ask him where his car is. Well, you know, they sent out an email and they didn't expect the demand. And <laughs> This is the company that's going to overthrow all of the car industry. That's going to yeah. just uproot it. We don't need a dealership. Oh, anyway, don't get me. Well, this, this, I, is, this is a bad idea to get me started on this guy early in the show. Well, so I, I think that I think actually all the crazy stuff, as long as they're not, as long as you're spending someone else's money on it, it's genius, like free media marketing, you know, because he's right. just trying to make himself look like a genius and right. you know, an eccentric, uh, you know, billionaire funding all these crazy things. Um, but the issue is you, you sold a product that you can't deliver and now you're throwing everyone else into, under the bus and, uh, yes. Okay. You say, Oh, dealerships are inefficient. We'll sell direct to consumer. Oh, well, guess what? You know, but they can't do it. They come up guess with who, fake dealerships. Guess everywhere. who does, <laughs> guess who does all the, like, Lo- local advertising buys car dealerships yep. guess how so many people are the media the media absolutely will turn on this guy yes. once they figure out they're not getting advertising money from him once they figure out they've been played for years and years you know he's scammed the the media and he's scammed um the government with the the government subsidized cuz oh it's an electric vehicle it's so <laughs> so green and their whole thing is they can't have a, a dealership they have a dealership they have a dealership in seattle i know where it is everyone knows where it is but if you if you go there you can talk to a person about potentially purchasing a car in the future but you can't take test drives of said car there because you know <laughs> why because that would qualify as a dealership and they would get you know that so you would have to go through all these different government regulations or whatever yeah. but the 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 so therefore, people yeah, have to go there, and then they have to meet at the mall. They have to go there, and then, oh, hey, we'll meet you at the mall. We'll pick you up. Then you can go on a test drive, and they'll meet you at a local mall, and then you can drive <laughs> it around. Because you can't do it from a dealership, or else it would be a dealership. Wow. And we read a story a while back where they were doing this in, in the middle. There's this weird spot in the middle of California where if you want to drive from one popular city in California to the other on a Tesla, you're going to need to stop somewhere and recharge. And lo and behold, this Tesla building pops up with all this quick charging. People stop there when they're driving by and they want to go in and do what? Charge their car. And people who are driving by who don't have a Tesla want to drive a Tesla. But you can't because <laughs> it's not a dealership. And Anyway. Yeah. Like, like I said, it was a bad idea to get me started on this this early in the show. Um, let's move on to probably anything before everybody gets sick of me. Ranting and raving. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a Tesla is going to kill the car industry. But if you get an actual, you know, giant, and I don't mean Jaguar. I mean, like, if Ford decides that they can make an electric car that can drive faster, or not drive faster, but can drive, you know, people autonomously safer, how, how can this company that can't fill whatever it was, 15,000 or 150,000 orders, how are they going to force Ford out of, out of business? How? Yeah. I don't I don't get it. It's like it's crazy. But all these tech people 
We think that, you know, the same gods that made their phone are the ones that are going to make the new car. Think that this is going to solve everything. And meanwhile, we got around the world, we have cars bursting into flames, killing people. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. Technology doesn't always work, you know? Yeah. Just look at your phone. Just look at anything. I mean, you don't have a smartphone, but Andrew, there's anything that involves hardware or software. Yeah. It's not foolproof. I was going to say, just look at your computer from 10 years ago that I gave you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, This is a uh, headline only needed. Um, uh, From Dallas-Fort Worth CBS Local. Uh, American Airlines announces new support animal policy. Yes. Goats not allowed. Trained horses are. (laughs) Yes. So there we go. The... No more service goats, but you can still bring your mini horse. Uh, it's a crazy world. I'm going to go so. with, I got two that are current, well, time together anyway. I thought this was an amusing one. This came, comes from Android Authority. Google turns pistol emoji into a water gun in its newest update. Google is changing its pistol emoji to look like a water gun rather than a revolver. The update, which is rolling out to Android users now, follows soon after Twitter, Samsung, and Apple have made similar changes. This all leaves... Uh, where was this This, this last one? This, le- this leaves Microsoft as the only one holding a real gun. So there you go. All you got to do, Andrew, <laughs> is change your icon. Don't even yep. talk... Don't talk about guns. Don't have pictures of guns. The pictures of guns are don't you, bad. Don't you remember that that Alex Jones story where he went bananas because the kid got suspended for chewing his toast into the shape of a gun? Or uh, I think it was a Pop-Tart, yeah. yeah. Chewed a Pop-Tart into the shape of a pistol and, got and, and wielded it at someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a video recently of a, a guy in uh, Brazil. He tried to rob... You know, just just walks up, hoodie on, looks like a, some sort of a gang member, pulls out a gun. I could say he's a gang member. I'm not profiling because he walks up, pulls out a gun, and tries to rob people standing in front of a school, mothers and children, and standing in front of a school in uh, Brazil. And uh, he pulls pulls the gun, starts asking for purses. It's surveillance footage, but uh, <clears throat> one of the moms just pulls out a gun and shoots him right there. So. Yeah, Pretty quick so. and easy way to handle a, such a thing. Um, but going on from that, of course, we can't have guns. Did she or, get in trouble for having a gun in front of a school? Turned out she was like off-duty police officer. Or something. Oh, okay. So she's, she's allowed then. Uh, this I thought was great. Did you see this story? Use of DNA in the serial killer probe sparks privacy concerns. So they, they basically used... 23 and me or something from some of his relatives supposedly exactly okay and that's how they tracked down the golden state killer they found a bunch of his relatives had sent in dna and uh gotten results back and they were able to match you know his relatives and then match it to him put the timeline of events together where he lived everything else it all lined up showed up to his house to arrest him and the old guy said i have a roast in that's what he said yeah, he had a pot roast in the oven. That was it. But a supposedly sadistic killer who killed 13 people and raped nearly 15, 50 women during the 70s and 80s. 
And then he minded his own business after that? He minded his own business, supposedly. supposedly. Yep. Um, very interesting story in that respect, but haven't we been talking about this for a long time? You send your DNA off to these places and you don't know what happens to it. Yep. Yep. And I, it's interesting that they're admitting that it's, um, but I suppose the privacy concerns are only coming from, uh, the, uh, civil rights activists or privacy activists. Yeah. (laughs) Privacy advocates. Yeah. Um, who hold or hole up in their bunker? Now the uh, the question is: Do you think there's? Uh, do you think it was a, a legitimate story? Like, do you think the DNA was actually used, or was just, this just a planted thing? Well, I think it was a legitimate story. That that there was a lot of people really happy about it. the Golden State Killer became a whole meme. Uh, the murders have been unsolved for a long time. Yeah. Have you, uh, a lot of people in California seem to be into this. Listen to, uh, James Corbett's, the, the three, three ways the crime lab can frame you. Yes. So. I like James 20 minute podcasts lately. Been enjoying those. Yeah. Short and to the point. I love the longer ones better, but, but the, uh, the short ones have been nice as well. Yeah. There's even a new one, the real Middle Eastern nuclear threat that's the, oh that's the newest one dun, dun, dun. i bet you can't Israel. figure out who it is it starts <laughs> with an i but it does not end with an n <clears throat> or a q or, or a q well oh my gosh that's all of them uh we we totally missed this this was something we should have talked about in our aforementioned ranting segment by me volvo cars to embed the google assistant into a uh, next generation infotainment system. Because uh, that's what we need, yeah. And I'm a big fan of Volvo, big fan of their safety features, big fan of all of the safety tests and things they do. Not a big fan of Google in the car. Horrible yeah. idea. They have so much information, and now they're going to go for more. It'll be embedded in your own car. Uh, that being said, we got to talk about it. Did you see it? Of course you didn't. You're not into this sort of thing. Lord knows why I am, but... At the Google Developer Conference, if you listen to the recent No Agenda, maybe you heard it. This AI machine learning thing makes a phone call and reserves a, a, a place at the uh, at the restaurant. Yeah. Yep. The Google Assistant can finally do it. doing something that mankind has not been able to do for themselves for <laughs> hundreds of years. It's really strange, isn't it? It's really strange. If that is the problem that AI is solving. Come on. Well, a lot of people point out a couple I, how, how many... Okay. <laughs> you know, and this, this is coming... Okay, I... I'm going to mute myself uh, just to hear this. I'm ready. I can't tell you the last time I called for reservations. It was probably years ago. Okay. So this is not some... This is, you know, you've got to be in a big city. You've got to have money to eat out a lot. And then you've got to be doing it so often that calling for reservations is a drain on your time. And then this is solved. This is what we're applying AI to. Makes no sense. That's going to solve the world's problems, man. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. We're not, we're not, we won't even have to call around to get our food delivered to our own home. (laughs) Great. Yeah, that's, (laughs) 
Our, oh, yeah. Is that right after our refrigerators start ordering <laughs> milk because they see that it's empty? It's almost empty. It's too bad. You really... Uh, maybe I could figure out how to get you some... All the seasons. But uh, you you really would love uh, the, the show Silicon Valley. It's... <laughs> It's it's really great. They have they even have a whole sequence where one of them hacks one of these smart uh, refrigerators, and uh, you know it's this. Oh my gosh, this great refrigerator! Can I get this one with the screen? You got to get this one with a screen in it. You can see what's inside it without opening the door. And he's like, "You mean like that one over there?" And it's like a glass door with refrigerator instead of a screen. <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff like that taking place in this show. Um, anyway, moving. Right along. Uh, Google in, in Volvos, I think, not a good idea. Yeah, uh, Google and anything is probably not a good I thought, idea. I thought this was an interesting... Yeah, I know. I gave up on the phone. I really did enjoy it, but it was... Uh, I couldn't get over it, and the more that comes out about it, the more I feel happy with that. I uh, hear Australia. There was a new suit brought against Google recently that Australia... Google had used people's data unknowingly for some huge amount of data that they were phoning home to Google every time, and then they would mm. charge people's data for it because it wasn't data they were using; it was data that was being uploaded from Google. So they fired some filed a class action about it. Mm. Kind of interesting. Another one uh, guy went out, took two phones, one in airplane mode and one not in airplane mode, both Google phones, Android phones. Went around, did some things throughout the day, and within, you know, as soon as the, he brought the one back that was in airplane mode and took it out of airplane mode, as soon as it connected to Wi-Fi, it uploaded everything he had done. Right. So it knew it knew everything. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah, air, airplane mode wouldn't... Wouldn't stop all that. No. Um, <clears throat> what was the thing I wanted to see here? Oh, this one I think was really kind of interesting. Just kind of uh, for... For uh, posterity, massive child sacrifice discovered in Peru. Not for posterity, I guess, but um, my goodness, what is this? Oh, it's a paywall. Hold on, hold on. I might get through it. A grisly discovery by archaeologists in Peru may be evidence of the largest child sacrifice in history. The remains of more than 140 children and 200 llamas that were sacrificed 550 years ago have been found on Peru's northern coast, National Geographic reported. The remains were found on a bluff overlooking the Pacific Ocean, once home to the capital of the Chimu Empire. An international team led by Gabriel... You get the point. In the Bible, yeah. they talk about worshipping Baal and smashing children on rocks. Right. And then Israel you know, has to go away from that and... Uh, and repent because they begin to take part in some of that. They also talk about cooking their children. You look back nowadays. We look at you know. Oh my gosh, there's these satanic cults. The elites are you know pedophiles. There's this. There's that. But it's always happening. 550 years ago in Peru, it's the same crap. Nothing. Just like just like this guy said a long time ago. There's nothing new underneath the sun. Yeah, but don't don't you dare say that some. Uh cultures are superior to others <laughs> or that you know christianity and western civilization have had some positive impacts on the population and in reality you know everything was great till till the dreaded white man came along but yeah it's no it's there's a lot of 
it it's amazing how if you um, try to explain it without factoring in the spiritual element, kind of hard to explain how that stuff happened all over the world. Yeah, that, that that is the weird part. You talk about who's I always forget this guy's name. Uh, Old Testament prophet. They brought him in. God told him to go into the inner inner chambers of the temple, and like as he started going through, he's like, you know, this isn't even the real stuff yet. Wait till you see inside. Ah, was it Elijah? I think it was Elijah. But that sort of stuff was happening, even in ancient Jerusalem, and uh, we know what happened in in Rome. Um, it's just it's been happening. The the Peru thing I thought was just interesting to point out. You know, we right. sometimes in the alternative Christian news community, all fifty seven of us, we get freaked <laughs> out about child sacrifice and stuff. Um, as we should, it's, it's insane. Um, but yeah. we we forget that it's not new. It's been happening for a long, long time. Um, this was an interesting story. AP tries to cover up Clinton links to the sex cult. So this sex cult that's taken down, who is it? Uh, Smallville star Allison Mack. Uh, She's avoiding eye contact with defendant Keith Ranieri, the manipulative cult leader who allegedly had Mack and other women under his spell during his years of unencumbered alleged sex crimes. Mack's possible plea deal could lead to the incarceration of Ranieri. who is being held without bail and could collapse the entire house of cards around the cult that involves the Clintons and Senator Christian Gillibrand, or excuse me, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, or Gillibrand. I thought this was an interesting story. And then I also saw, I don't know if it was 4chan or Reddit. What's the uh, Gillibrand connection to it? Um, I think, let's see. The AP is trying to discredit the well-documented Clinton access by focusing on just one internet story about the case, pretending that the controversy oh, was yeah. caused by one blog post. What? Yeah, uh, you, you've got a story, and so you put out a version of the story that's bogus by, you know, your newswire or whatever, and then you say, oh, that's what they're talking about. It's, see, it's, it's crazy. Nothing going on. I think it was 4chan or someone else, some other group may have, may have been on Reddit, but somebody had kind of discovered that uh, there's some archive tweets about St- with Stormy Daniels talking about her attorney, and she got into some sort of an argument on Twitter about the tweets, or about the tweets, about uh, her attorney, and the argument she talked about how it, someone accused her of wasting all her money on this attorney, you know, to file these charges against Donald Trump because, you know... She's wasting, you know, all her hard-earned money and stuff like this. And she uh, immediately tweeted back, that's where you're wrong. I haven't paid him a cent. Something like that. And then later she deleted that tweet, which makes you wonder who would be paying him. Yeah. Or maybe it's one of those deals where at the end there's a settlement and he gets paid. But um, I think it's entirely possible that, that Stormy Daniels is not paying her attorney, that someone else is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then somebody on 4chan, like I said, pointed out that they thought, after doing some severe, serious research, and I say that in quotation marks because this person would have had to have studied pornography tapes, which I don't suggest anybody in the in the audience do, uh, he claims to have discovered that she has a brand on her upper thigh area 
very similar to the brands that are being found to be on women in this cult. And it looks like she has tattooed over it. And then tweeted her about it, and then she denied it and said it was a uh, uh, either a C-section or something else, some other so- sort of surgery scar. But it does not look like a surgery scar. So... Anyway, that's just kind of some... Uh, I have no real factual basis for any of that, but just some stuff I kind of ran into that are, is worth considering. Wouldn't it be weird if she's a member of that cult that's in, that has close ties to Hillary that's going after yeah, and Donald? I mean, it'd be maybe you know, it's a little too neat. Well, there's... Yeah, there, there's truth in there somewhere, but, man, there's a lot of... Uh, bogus stuff that gets put out with all those stories too. Oh, absolutely, See, and it's crazy. Now it's I mean, like every time, every <laughs> every time someone dies young, you know, like some singer or whatever, it doesn't matter, actor, it doesn't matter. It's like clockwork. A day later, there's a story about how they were just about to expose the, some pedophile ring, and that's why they were killed. Right. And it's just fake news. I mean, it's just clickbait. Right. Uh, where, because they know people are going to be searching for that person. And then it's a, you know, eye-catching headline, but just totally fabricated. And it's reached epidemic proportions at this point, right? Like, you know, this podcast has gone on for over an hour, and we haven't once mentioned that the island of Hawaii is blowing up. <laughs> They're having some serious problems in Hawaii you know our own yeah. our own country, um, where they can't do anything about it. There's the lava flow is taking out neighborhoods. Peter Goodgame, you know, friend of the show, uh, person that you know used to be on Revelations Radio Network. Is, is he on that island? He's on that island. Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, wow. he's there. You know, other people are there. This is a real issue, and you got wall to wall Stormy Daniel coverage for weeks, yeah. nonstop, hours of it. You got yeah. you got people who's you know can't go home. Their whole home they just can't go to, and they, and they don't know if their home's going to be there when they get back. This is the sort of stuff that's happening in the world. You have different things happening in 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 Europe, in Asia. There's the peace talks in Korea. North Korea is voluntarily disarming, or they're saying you know pointing people to this nuclear program. Which, by the way, do you remember when we went way back and figured out that Donald Rumsfeld had something to do with the North Korea? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ever getting uranium so now they're giving it all up and uh, you know making peace these are the things that are all happening around the world what are we talking well, they, about a prostitute well, they, that slept with the president eight to ten years ago i mean we're not even talking about monica Lewinsky was in the oval office at the same time as the president we're talking about eight to ten years before yeah. it's crazy the in, media is insane there's no real news anymore that's no. it. I mean, I, I, I rely on Note Agenda to help me dissect a little bit. I try to, you know, kind of find my different, you know, uh, mainstream media sites that I can stomach, you know, go through. I get more information from just regular blogs, comment sections, you know, a- aggregate sites, uh, get hardcore information from James Corbett. I mean, the, the media is, they're out to lunch and people don't even care anymore. I swear tr- Trump's approval rating it's got to be above 50% at this point. And nobody cares because everybody's just done with the media. Well, there, there's the... Uh, 
uh, it's a minority, but it's in our neck of the woods. It's a sizable minority of people that are obsessed with it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I guess, are, I, I guess maybe it's not at, like this around the country. I mean, literally becoming physically ill yes. over their like hatred of of Donald Trump. Right. I mean, I've I've seen. Uh, People quitting their jobs, people, you know, having physical issues, like, yes, there could be other causes, but it's, I think a lot of it is, is from the extreme angerness, angst, you know, from the Donald Trump hate. Like, yeah. they're just, you know, it's a, not, not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. But I think... For the most part, I think you're absolutely right. People are just tuning out of it. I don't think they, you know, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Wait, people aren't really watching. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like, do ten million people watch cable news in total? Like all the cable news channels? <laughs> Probably not. So that's one thirtieth of the country. You know, I don't know. Well. Yeah, I would say less than one thirtieth of the country is watching cable news on a regular basis. What is the age group of said group of said group of people? The age, average age. Well, not see I didn't throw it in the the folder, but uh, the median age for hit shows on network TV is like in the fifties. Yeah, you know for. So it's the kids yeah. are watching Netflix. <clears throat> yeah, ne- you know all the Netflix and all the other streams. Hold on uh, a second. Yeah. As I, as I start to really think about this, those who live in glass houses, Andrew, I feel like your TV habits are similar to a fifty-year-old man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm addicted to the DVR, man. I can't watch, <laughs> I cannot watch anything. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I was about to say the same thing because I'm, I'm addicted to the Netflix because there's no commercials at all. You're addicted yeah. to the DVR because you can't handle the commercials. Got it. Yeah. Understood. Well, and you know, I mean, I can watch a baseball game in 40 minutes. Yeah, it's always nice. That's the only way I can handle a baseball game, too. I cannot, like, you could not pay me to sit through a full uh, baseball game broadcast. Well, it reminds me, last podcast we did, we were awfully high on the Trailblazers. Oh, yeah, that didn't. (laughs) Welcome to having your heart broken as a Trailblazers fan, Tim. (laughs) It's like being in a Tesla car accident. Some of us... uh, you know, remember the 19-point lead against the Lakers in, in the Western Conference Finals and 19-point lead going into the fourth quarter and losing the game. With, yeah, with Scotty was, Pippen. That was a whole Scotty Pippen other and Steve thing. Kerr, probably one of the best Portland Trailblazers squads ever. Yeah, very say. talented. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Rasheed Wallace. Who had the best technical foul in NBA history? Ball don't lie. 
Ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, you don't have to. You don't have to twist my arm. I'm a big Rasheed Wallace fan over here. I, I loved him. I, I think we talked him. about him on the show. Yeah, actually. we we have. Yeah. But uh, I saw the best. <laughs> I don't know what level of baseball it was. I think some low level minor league thing. All right, pitcher throws a curveball that's probably three feet outside. Okay, uh, catcher has to like lunge, practically dive for the ball to catch it. Umpire calls strike three. The batter walks over and draws a line pretty accurately, like where the path of the ball was, you know, about three feet outside the plate. Umpire says, don't you draw that line. You're out of here. Kicks him out of the game. And the guy just, uh, like, snaps the bat over his knee as he walks away in frustration. It was <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty epic. But it was... <laughs> It was such a horrific call, you know. I, I don't know. It was the umpire trying to do the uh, "don't argue with me, or you'll get an even worse call next time" thing, but right. it was a little too obvious. Well, you know, then you could go the way of the Houston foul rockets, the the, the hardened Chris Pauls, where you could just make everything into a foul. Yeah. So before we leave everybody in the audience, I've been trying to cover this story for weeks, but here okay, we go. Okay, last this, story. This, this is, is it. it. Oh goodness, this is, I don't know. This may not be the last story. We might have to do no, one last more. one. This might have to be last one more. All right. No, I've, I got to go to bed. You get well. I mean, I, it's not like I don't have things to do. I got to edit the show after this. <laughs> okay. Well, you this two... is the last story I will be here commenting on. I mean, you could do as many stories so as you kind want. Of, so kind of like the umpire, you're you're putting your foot down. Hey, don't make this call again, or else I won't be here. But it's a little too yeah. obvious, Andrew. Yeah. YouTube will add Wikipedia links debunking conspiracy theory videos. When I think about my road to the truth via Jason Burmis, James Corbett, and Chris White, where Google would I video, be? Man. Where would I be if on every single one there was a Wikipedia link that debunked the video that they were talking about? Mm. I'd still end up in the same place. At least I hope. But I, I Yeah, I am more worried about the algorithm not showing you the video in the first place. Right. Right. So the new feature, the new feature used on conspiracy causing significant debate on YouTube. Like those about chemtrails or the moon landing. After the school shooting in Parkland, Florida earlier this year, a video that theorized that one of the supervisors was a crisis actor made it into YouTube's trending section. Because that conspiracy took off in a matter of days, it isn't clear whether a Wikipedia uh, page disrupting the theory would even be available yet. Also, because Wikipedia pages are crowdsourced, a page for a given event may not necessarily be accurate. No kidding. (laughs) So... What? Wikipedia Wikipedia pages aren't always accurate? I never. And may contain some bias of the people uh, editing them? Who's the backup quarterback for the Bears when Cutler got hurt in the playoffs like two, three years ago? It's it's like Matt something. What is his name? Shoot. Matt something. Is it Matt? No, 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 no. Gosh, we could figure this out. 
Anyway, I'll never forget. <laughs> he <laughs> he comes into the game, right? And I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and uh, or oh, I got it. It's uh, it's Clausen. It's Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy yeah. Clausen. So Jimmy Clausen comes into the game because uh, 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 not one of my favorite uh, quarterbacks ever, Jay Cutler gets hurt. So Jimmy Clausen pickles. Comes into the game, right? He takes he takes the he takes the the snap and proceeds to. And I'm rooting for the Bears for whatever reason at this point. And I think to myself, self, you know a lot about football and about college football, but who's Jimmy Clausen? <laughs> so then I grab the the computer and I look it's up the no- Notre Jimmy, Dame quarterback. And I look up Jimmy Clausen. Sure enough, a Wikipedia page opens up. I click on it. And I start reading, and in the, the first two lines it says, Jimmy Clausen, moderate success, Notre Dame, uh, was a backup quarterback until, you know, for most of his career in, in Chicago, until getting, until Jay Cutler getting injured in the NFC divisional round game. Jimmy Clausen took over and led the Bears to victory and all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some no but no this happened i mean they couldn't have happened because it was it was right. it was as the story was but somebody who, who wasn't me got on you we had the same thought i did at the same time but they got on wikipedia and just like wrote <laughs> the storybook ending um anyway back to the point uh you know what if there's a you know are they gonna keep the 9-11 truth stuff are they gonna keep september not September clues. What's the real one? Loose change. Are they going to keep that around? And then they're going to keep the Wikipedia links. Like, hey, this is not true, and here's how we prove it. You know, check out this 9/11 Commission report. <laughs> ah! uh, Jimmy Clausen is also known for uh, making the list of uh, ten biggest draft expert misses in NFL history. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Uh, okay. Let me find it here. Mel Kuyper ranks Jimmy Clausen as the fourth best player in the draft. <laughs> Mel, I think Russell Wilson it deserves it. Drafting Russell Wilson deserves an F, Kuyper. Yeah. Um. After Clausen plummeted into round two. That's my rating. That's my opinion. I'll stand by it. We'll see what happens three years from now. <laughs> he was done in the NFL at that point. <laughs> but anyway. I saw you had a... All right. uh, yeah, oh, you actually read a whole other Wikipedia page, buddy. You, I thought you weren't going to be here. I saw you had a 5G story in here. Does it actually talk about the radiation or no? No. I'll throw that, no, in, they're, I'll throw they're, that in the cutting room floor for everybody. No, the, so the the relevance to what we talked about earlier is it saying um, no one really needs 5G for what's going on now and it's expensive so it's hurting the stock price of the companies that are rolling it out in other countries but what it's really for is all those autonomous vehicles and stuff the 5G network's going to be really great for those woo once we've got self-driving cars everywhere the 5G will be very important Hmm. Yeah. You got a cool one in here too. Security camera captures a angel. 
heavy on the question mark. Could be a moth. <laughs> but it's a cool picture. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tim? Angel or moth? That looks like an angel. I guess it's a Rorschach test. Yeah. You know, Paris looks like Paris they're gonna have to ban uh knives. Uh yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably a good idea. Uh Oregon Trail generation life before and after mainstream tech we'll read that next week we need to talk about that again it's a pleasure to do a show with you again sir i know that it's getting on to your bedtime uh, yes tomorrow is not garbage truck day so i can sleep an extra couple of minutes <laughs> so hopefully i'll get this show up and out pretty soon uh, all right we need some words of wisdom from the uh, the one the only the venerated andrew hoffman before we we hit the road uh, buy a Jaguar, not a Tesla. Oh, come on, man. You can't do this on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Making me feel like a real shill here. <laughs> Although we did open with a promo, promo for Wendy's. So there we go. That's the, the pod, should... This is the title of this podcast should be uh, subliminal advertising, or not even subliminal, uh, paid advertising. What is it? Uh, native advertising, yeah, just not so native. Not that's it. That's it. That's the title of the show. Not so native advertising. There you go. All right, man. Well, got to keep getting getting them checks. <laughs> Our big advertiser checks. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this is running on a uh, at least five, six, seven year old, uh, probably six year old laptop on this end, and I I think that one of the other ends maybe even older. So, no big checks here. We do appreciate those who donate and help us out. Sorry we missed a few weeks. We are back in the thick of it, though. Laughing and spending... Despite the beautiful weather outside, we're inside doing a podcast. Yep. Locked up in a garage like a real creepy person. (laughs) (laughs) Living that wonderful podcast life. But no, in all all fairness, we're still enjoying our lives, laughing at the media and... uh, Declaring Christ as the Savior to those who will listen. And get outside, people. Get outside, especially in the Northwest. Enjoy it. This this is why you live here. Don't forget. Yeah. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast. 